A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the stinky host of this podcast. Stinky. Smell her through the Zoom. You smell can smell a me a mile away. Do you guys ever start like to smell yourself today? I was in yoga. I feel like yoga, you always smell yourself because you're like putting your head in weird spots. And I was like, I smell so bad. Like, I wonder if people think I smell bad. And then I was like, what if that was my thing that like, I was just a stinky <laughs> person. And I started laughing so hard in the class. Cause I thought it was the funniest thing anyone had ever thought of. And of course I seemed like a complete psychopath. I mean, I have some friends that are known for being stinky and I don't know if they know about it, but that's what I'm saying though. What if it was like my thing? You're what like, if yeah, I was like, I'm the stinky person. <laughs> like what if I wasn't because usually I feel like when you're the smelly one, like no one's going to tell you, which might be happening with me already. We don't know because no one's ever mentioned it. 
but I feel like it would be fun to be the person that's like, nah, I stink and I know it. I, I don't know why. I love it. Put it on a t-shirt. Yoga. I love it. I mean, y'all, you guys aren't stinky. Am I stinky? No. Not that I know of. I mean, it just it totally depends on you. you know. But you, when someone's stinky and I look for anyone that has like a medical condition that makes you stinky. I feel like I saw that once on like a Harriet the Spy ass movie where it's like, it's not me. It's my oh, no, it was on Freaks and Geeks where the kid is like, <laughs> I have this actual gland thing. You able as fuck. And it's like, all oh, right. I'm, some people are medically stinky. But for those of you who aren't, we know you smell. And yes, you'll never know you smell because other people are discussing it. And it's very rare it will be discussed to you. I've never known any one of you to be stinky, but it's like, I don't see you after three days of not showering either. You know what I mean? Well, okay. This is what I was going to say, though. I think that everyone is stinky. Everybody is. Everybody is stinky. And that is the like, um, what's I I can't think of what the word is that I'm like the misconception or whatever. But I do think there is a difference between. I know that again, and I also, Hey, shouts, if you are medically stinky, uh, again, that's like a thing. I think anytime anyone is medically anything, they also deeply understand this because it is like a thing where it's like, if I could do this differently, of course I would, because I understand that one likes that the best situation to be in is when one has control over these sorts of things. Um, but a person who very easily transitions from like doesn't make adjustments for how they are in their most private sense versus their most public I think is whether it's stinky or not speaks to a kind of being that's like both both admirable where you go like whatever again if you if you are owning it and you're like yeah, I just want to be the most me I am wherever I am with as little like filter or inhibitions and like embracing how I am in my most whatever state. And we're just being funny about it too. I think whether or not that's <laughs> in my like most raw, goes. but so I think it's like someone who there is something to me about someone who is unaware of that. That is like, oh, I don't think it's the smelliness itself. It is the state of utter unawareness that one exists in that you go like, oh, and I think that's why people don't tell people because it's not like something in your teeth, because I feel like obviously there are people who won't tell someone that there's something in their teeth, but like, you know, you have friends and I think that people you probably have, to have tell friends. people. I think people probably have friends that tell people that they smell too, but there's something about, you can't see your teeth. Like, or unless you like are in the mirror smell is like one where I think maybe we're being unfair, but it is one where it's like, you know, what you've been doing, you know, the state of yourself, you know, if you know, you've been running around and you didn't do anything, then you think we're fucking stupid. Like I'll, I'll have to have you guys give me a whiff next time because I have been, and I think this might be my Aries moon, but I have been told that I have a new baby smell which is, I know, I know you have to smell my cheeks in particular, (laughs) in particular, but I've been told I have a new child smell, which I think I know I should bottle that somehow. If only we could. Yeah. If anyone wants, I'll do feet pics. I'll do cheek samples of my fresh. (laughs) I'll just like rub it on like a piece of paper or something and and mail it out. On a soft fabric, like a, Ooh, a maybe a like a cotton sheet. round. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I have a new, I have new baby smell. I feel like 
and maybe this is, I don't know how the science of smell works, but I feel like I stink and I've asked straight out and people are like, you smell good. But I'm like, I can smell my vagina. I can smell my armpits. Like I don't, maybe there's just something about too. being on your yes. person where it's like, I smell this. There's no, this is not reaching a foot. I it smell it too. Not awareness. On me. It's called <laughs> self-awareness, I think. And I think mm. that while this might be me oversaging and extrapolating to this, I think if you are smelling for yourself and you are trying to go, do I smell you like you might literally sniff your armpits or you might like check your breath or you just go like you're at you're at the toilet and you're like, can I smell my pussy from here? <laughs> like, is that if I well, that's can, another thing in yoga, someone else that's you're like you're- squatting and like, you know, yes. there's there's wafts coming from areas and you don't I, know. I think it's also like wafts. like um, Mama Marsha Shanu says of like, if you go looking for something, you're likely to find it. I think there is also like, yeah, if you're trying to find that scent, you probably can, but most people just like any information or any kind of other awareness are probably just smelling their own thing and worried that other people can smell them and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, if you're not sniffing, come on, like, what do you, (laughs) I mean, some people have bad sense of smell too. I guess that I have, I have a notoriously bad sense of smell. And I don't mean to say that I'm never stinking because I'm sure I do, but I think it's to me, again, I'm using it as like, I mean, literally sniff, but I also am extrapolating this out to mean any kind of, if you're not ever thinking that the calls coming from inside the house or that you need to like that someone else being smelling someone else means that you too could be smelly. So take, take aware, have awareness of those things. I just don't get it how people don't put it together. And I look, I need give me that deodorant with extra aluminum because nothing else clog them, nothing, clog those things. I, I don't care. <laughs> I know nothing it's else so works. Bad. Well, I like, tried during the pandemic too. It's just not working. I also eat a lot of garlic, so I'm like, I try to not out the like, pores. You always you know? smell good though. Thank you. I try very hard, but I stinking is my thing though. So if you could rescind that. Um, I think comment I, about me smelling good. I think that I love, I think stinky to me though, also just means it, that made me think of like food smells or whatever, where it's like, it's, I mean, obviously you could tell when something is like rotten, but they're not all, they're all like different kind, savory and all of these kinds of things where it's like stinky to me, doesn't necessarily mean unpleasant. And even the idea that like some kind of like BO musky things are also kind of pleasant to us in, in that way where it is like, I don't know, they're just different. Oh. It's, it's, it's intense. It's fragrant. I come from mm. a Middle Eastern family and I can tell you for sure that you know, not always cologne. It's not always <laughs> smelling good. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's bad when you have too much of cologne. And I That's didn't make a generalization about my people. It's true. Well, we came from that era too of it's kind of died down. I wonder if this will ever make a resurgence of like Axe. Axe and Febreze were just flowing like wine. I feel like during the, the coming of age era for me, just like for breezing jeans, like that you just didn't wash for weeks and weeks because you're a gnarly teenager and axing boys just like spraying their like micro dicks with axe, just, just intense, fragrant things. And I feel like we, I think that's died out a bit of the heavy 
at least in like a home body coverage. Of course, there's always going to be uncles with cologne that are like going hard in the paint, but I think extreme smells have died off a bit. I think it's also these things, though, that are like, I don't want to say trying to trick people because it's not like that, but it is thinking about a time when I would say I was the most artificially fragranced, which would have been like junior high, early high school of just like, I mean, I wouldn't leave a room without spring walking through a cloud of love. Britney Spears. Like, yeah. Whatever, whatever yeah, yeah. it is where you're just like, this, you're in the, you're in the fruity lotions. You're in the, th- I'm like, I must've mm-hmm. smelled like a, a candy store 24 seven, just like all yeah. of the things then mixed with your smells too. But it's, I think of it as like a, almost like protective or a, like, I need you to know, like, I'm going to tell you what to smell before you can actually decide what you're smelling about me. Mm. Yeah. An I, interesting I've... Jupiter kind of take for that, like 12, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I about just me. feel like that puberty thing and like covering up and all that. Well, wanting to and... be, I think that scent is also that like, you know, it's the most powerful or like the most evocative for people. And I think that there is something about being something bigger than yourself too, in that Jupiter way of like expanding what's possible and having even the idea of your, like your essence entering a room before someone else and like making an impression, someone's going to like get a whiff of you, those kinds of things. Yeah. I remember like spraying like a bath and body Works sweet pea into my vagina and just like <laughs> fucking up my shit for months and my mom being like what why did you do that and I was like because I'm trying I don't know because it sneak stinks even though there wasn't like a single pubic hair afoot this this mound but just like into that overly I mean I probably what of like what you're saying Julie like could have probably given someone a stroke just from smelling how floral and vagrant (laughs) this was like you have to put like the warning flashing lights strong odors can cause babies and elderly to die on site dude thinking about all of the women that I knew growing up that just had carried on full bottles of Victoria's Secret heavenly in their purse just at ready to go at all times as if like <laughs> throughout the day I mean all of this not and still still probably do but that thing of like I don't know there is that uh, yeah I, I must know. I must have talked about my time working at, seasonally at Ulta at the perfume counter I don't know I don't think you have oh my god best winter of my life uh so like sophomore year of high school I got a part-time seasonal holiday job at Ulta um it was pretty dope I didn't know much about makeup or hair so they put me in perfume like everyone be like oh you because my hair was stick straight growing up like it, it kind of just started to get like a little more wavy as I got older but it was always like stick straight and they'd be like what straightener do you use and I'm like uh this one the most expensive one I think it's the chi or the chai whichever one was like very trendy at the time but they moved me to perfume and it was like truly heyday Brittany I'm I'm just like diagnosing bitches to spray happy at all times just Calvin Klein like euphoria Calvin Klein was one I pushed quite a bit because I personally liked it uh loved Angel Terry Mugler super strong scent Mm. uh yeah I was just like I was a little perfume goblin, just shilling ultra perfumes, but I got to stay in that specific counter zone. So I'd help people with their testers and strips and things, but it was a pretty iconic time. But then 
it, you know, January rolled around. They're like, you're fired. It's seasonal job. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll leave. <laughs> I guess I'll go away now. But, I and it was just so bad with directions that my mom would have to drive in front of me every day to show me like where I worked. Cause I just couldn't <laughs> remember where the hell I worked or, and then my grandma would like drive it would like, they would just caravan me in this way because I had no sense of direction. But now when I go back home, I'm like, oh, it was one road all the way there for seven minutes. Like that was, that <laughs> was the so drive. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a bit of a dumb bitch. I mean, not much, not much has changed either, but directionally, directionally challenged, got better with age, but yeah. I decored a lot of women with with some strong fragrances and the men's and the them's too. Let's be real. Everyone wanted a piece of those celebrity fragrances that holiday. What? 2008 ish. Yeah. Oh, I want like what were the best sellers that year? I'm going to go into a Google. I'm going to go into a Google hole. Aqua Di Gio. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. That might have been a little earlier. Probably J-Lo as well. I feel like that curvy bottle was that. Oh, J-Lo was very. mm -hmm. Yeah, that one was very popular. What year is this? Sophomore year of high school? Mm, Probably. You know what perfume I had that is like. Paris Hilton, I think, was huge. Yeah, but that might have been later. I don't know. I had a Sarah Jessica Parker (laughs) perfume. (laughs) That you could tell was for older women because it had the like roller one too which i, I feel like i love i do love a roller but also per there's something about perfume that's very um old-fashioned hey, to me there's one that looks familiar i'll even like i'm gonna screen share this with you guys real quick but there's one that looks really familiar that i don't remember this guy it's it's this brand called curve oh yes, yes. i know curve oh and my gosh yes. that's like a very familiar that's a very familiar bottle uh-huh um also of course euphoria i told you uh-huh. it was the scent mm-hmm. of, it was the mm-hmm. scent of the juicy, year for men the and juicy women. perfume Viva the juicy perfume i i lived by yeah oh i had a i had I a versace i had a versace Versa- perfume that i loved i also wore uh J'adore. that looks familiar J'adore. Yeah, I don't know if this list is accurate. Oh my, that one's just shaped like a cigar, but taking me down late. You guys, I'm just a truth, truth moment. I'm in a bit of pain. I had my root canal failed. I went to the dentist this morning. Oh no. Teeth teeth and smells and all that. I might need like an implant. I might need like a whole new tooth is what we're discovering. What tooth? Number nine L. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure like a back molar. A back one? A back boy. Okay. Yeah. When they say your root canal failed, what does that mean? Well, I think what might have happened, first of all, I Googled, is this even possible? And I guess 86%, it's like an 86% success rate. Like sometimes, I guess there's four different roots in there. I don't know. I He was saying a lot of words to me, but yeah. he, I'm going to try another root canal and hope that I don't need an implant. And if he's like, you're probably going to need an implant. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And they're like, they're going to rip out your tooth from your skull and put a screw in and give you a, a whole new tooth. Oh, and no insurances will ever cover it. And, and it's uh, it's the price of a small boat. And it's like, oh, OK, great. But now you ever have one of those things where you're like, should I just do all my teeth? Like now I'm like, OK, wait, fuck. Do I just like commit to 
did they say branding my my whole face <laughs> i might i might i mean would you just get like full on full on I think dentures go, i think i'm gonna go maybe not dentures but like full-on veneers i've had some friends go like we we jokingly call them celebrity teeth yeah. like i think we might i think i might get some celebrity teeth because i also have this issue where my bite is mm-hmm. i don't have any overbite and my teeth perfectly align yeah which you should have a slight overbite or the teeth should be slightly forward so i'm having i've been having like jaw issues so this is my i, I don't know if it's a venus besiegement or this this i thought march was going to be very dreamy times We're recording mid-march right now and I don't know. So I'm about that. Pi- like, I feel like all of a sudden it's very Pisces and like, oh, actually secret bill or like or random person hits you. Like, I don't know. Just the, I'm feeling a lot of the more random fishy stuff of this month. I think it's very much that like it never ends. It doesn't. Uh, like, that is it. That's the Pisces season stuff that I've been feeling. Not in a not even in, in a bad way, in a in some in some instances in a in a really kind of comforting and uh like hopeful way where it's like haha, mm-hmm. this never never ends, does it? There's always just a new way that we're you know interacting with these things. But I think it is also those like, oh my god, I gotta get an oil change too. Like I I, I think it's the yeah the like once you know you start thinking of the things and then you're like it's not just it's not you know it's not just oh i just have to do this one dental thing and then i'll never think about it again you go right oh oh, actually do i so do i want to do this now or do i want to do one of these a year for the next 10 years or whatever or whatever it is but it's like oh yeah just it never ends Never, I'm getting some stuff happening too, but d- way different. Um, like, Metal braces, you know, it. <laughs> for the second in time. time in time for wedding season. <laughs> I am getting my teeth fixed in time for my wedding. That's what I'm doing. Oh, really? Yeah. Celebrity teeth? No, <laughs> just, <laughs> just tightening them up. Oh, yeah. I, just a, a tad of a tighten. Well, I've already I've, had braces, so they're straight. Uh, yeah. I've never had any braces. Yeah, had, that's what I wonder about the bite. Because yeah. I, I don't know if they overlay. With mine, they move my jaw. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they overlay. or what. You have to ask them. But they, yeah. It has to be attached to your teeth to move their... That's all that rubber bands and headgear yeah. shit that you don't want to do. I know, that's what I was like. That's what I had to do. I had to have... I had braces. I had to have hella teeth removed. Um, oh, I was good. I had like eight teeth taken out because I had real like overcrowding stuff, and then Whoa. also had had headgear. I had permanent braces for a while. I mean, not permanent, permanent retainer for a while. So I feel Whoa. like they've done tons of stuff. I got everything taken out of my mouth, and so I can like tell. I can tell recently. It took a long time because it like stayed in place for a while, but stuff's starting to move a little bit now. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm probably gonna have to think about my teeth, knowing that that's like that. This is not how my mouth is naturally supposed to be, you know. Well, if you yeah. don't have a permanent retainer for the rest of your life, anytime you get plaque when it calcifies, it spreads your teeth apart. Mm-hmm. So just so, so you know, they'll always be spread if there's any room at all in your yeah. mouth. They'll always yeah. be spreading. So that's, um, you know, it is again at some, it's for life. Yeah. They're bones. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's so why life. those root things are tough because they're bones that root into your mouth. You know, it's, yeah. that's why it's painful. And 
I'm sorry you're dealing with that. And why and it seems know- like there's nothing wrong until there's like a real problem with your teeth. Well, you know, back to like sensing the stinky. I was just sensing. I couldn't tell if I was paranoid or sensing issue. And I came in and he's like, you sense this quite early. So I was like, all right, I am in tune with when things feel off. And luckily he, my amazing doctor, he's so hot. Um, we'll put it behind the paywall for our Patreon. Uh, a great recommendation in Glendale. But he felt really bad for me because it was like a redoing of the tooth. And so like my insurance quoted me like a thousand fucking dollars for it. And he came back in and he's like, what did they quote her? And they're like, oh, eleven hundred. And he's like, make sure she doesn't pay over five hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, my God, my hair. I cried. I was like, thank you, because this fucking sucks. And maybe if this secondary root canal gets me, it will bide me enough time to research the implants and figure out like now it's like, all right, I I just need time to figure out my next moves. Because that's the thing with teeth a lot of time is what you're saying it's a lot of times it's it's too late and you have to go in and it's like emergency so if you can do that sensing before action and also i'm now thinking of the next mercury retrograde coming up in may so i'm like okay all right i'm trying to it gives me and look if things have to happen during future mercury retrogrades so be it but now it's giving me like an astrological deadline of when i'm trying to like get my shit together don't you think too, though, that if you're like working on it now, then it's okay to like resolve it then, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. follow up on it and do that. I think that, I think it's good to like, um, I don't know. I mean, just, I just went to the dentist and my dentist was like, he sat down and was like, Hey, what's wrong? Cause I hadn't been there in so long. And I was like, nothing, what's wrong with you? And he just started laughing. He's like, no one ever just comes after three years and doesn't have an right. issue. You're typically you know? here for Christ. Well, even dare I say, not all the time, but in astrology readings, I feel like there's usually something igniting a question you might have or, yeah, it's very rare we do the maintenance things when we're just, nothing is bothering us. Well, it's also a time when you can be the most, and this is a very like Pisces season. And I think leads into our topic for discussion today too, when it is more, um, proactive or isn't as acute, whatever that is, it's harder to diagnose. It's harder to say, this is what's going on and this is how we fix it. And this is what it's going to cost. And these are those things. Whereas when you have a very, um, immediate and, like clear problem to solve. It's easier to say, oh, well, this is happening because there's an eclipse on your South node and blah, 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 blah. And you also have a, you're having an experience of what's happening to you that you can now connect to a transit and say, oh, well, this is that. But when we're just talking about kind of in the abstract, the ways that your charts connect, the what you might be experiencing, what's going on in your life when you don't have things that are like, oh, you have to get major dental surgery, it's harder for you to pinpoint and say, oh, well, that's because Mercury is there because there's so much like stuff going on or whatever. So it's all, but it's also hard to tell someone in like the dental sense to say, oh, what you have to do is just keep doing exactly what you're doing, taking care and going in and having these vague interactions and just trust that, trust that there's not a problem because there's not a problem. Yeah. I mean, Uranus is on my son. I'm just like, whatever. Like, I sure this all makes this all makes sense. But it has been a nice lesson in just like shit. I feel like a 
I got Facebook and shit happens. It's like, I can't like just handle the shit as the shit presents to you versus Zoomy. Like, I feel like in Pisces, I have been Zooming. I'd be like, God, there's a lot of shit. Is, but is, then hopefully zooming back in and be like, well, one shit, one piece of shit at a time. Is Uranus also aspecting your natal Saturn at this point yet or not yet? Um, I mean, it is trining it. Yeah. So I think that's also, I mean, just doing big girl, responsible future planning things in all aspects mm-hmm. of your life and kind of building those things to take care of, uh, being in touch with your own kind of cycles of things and how you need to, what behaviors and things you need to change for your like future. And just some things of like, ah, uh, fuck, just some like, of course. And I knew as soon as I was like, wow, I've been like doing pretty good, like making some money lately. Like, wahoo. Of course this will all go to fun this Pisces season. It's like, uh, I don't know. I just had, I had this with another friend too. I was like, well, at least it's while I'm like making money, I guess. So that's like better than if this all kind of blew up when I'm like, ah, shit, I got to make a goddamn GoFundMe for my motherfucking tooth or something. Or something. I think it also is though, like kind of a fun way to spend your money. Not exactly, but it is like, oh, on a thing that you will for sure reap the benefits of and be able to like experience. It's a long-term investment. <laughs> and it's a future, it's like having future fun where you have like uh, knowing that you've taken care of your teeth. So that's not a thing that you're going to have to do when it's like harder to take care of yourself potentially or whatever. I think I everyone know. has that dentist moment where you then just start really caring about your teeth and going I don't know, to the dentist. And for some, it comes early yeah. and for some, it comes later. And for me, hit me just a little after Saturn return. So I think that it's typical. I would, I would be, I think that's interesting to note the cycles of teeth with Saturn and what you are like. I think people often have probably big dental things around that thinking of those ages and what you have to come to terms with in your mm-hmm. own like feeling of age. All right. We yeah. can talk so much about And if you're anything. if you're an advertiser that does free teeth work, hit me up. I'll go to you. Fuck my doctor. I I will I will abandon him if you want me to be the, you know, new client that shows your celebrity teeth. I'm more than happy to be that guinea pig. I mean, I got to look at your work, but Assuming you're good, I will I will be that person. <laughs> We're talking about unaspected planets today, um, which I got to be honest, I when we first talked about doing this as a thing, I wasn't opposed by any means, but I was kind of like, oh, you know, another astrological kind of minutia thing that we're going to talk about. That's going to like, <laughs> you know, I'll get, I get it. I, I have mm-hmm. an idea. I have a conception about what this would be in someone's chart, but like, I don't know if there's going to be anything, whatever. Lo and behold, your girl's got an unaspected son. And do you, wait, do you? Yes. And whoa, it like this topic truly, I like wept thinking about this and thinking about how this would feel for people in a way that like really makes me excited about astrology and that we're doing this topic and grateful for this podcast. Um, and you do. Yeah. I don't know. I looked at both of y'all's charts or am, and my own earlier and I, and I just missed that, which is in would same because I was looking for that, but maybe it's like, I don't know. I got those lines. Let me tell you it. They can obscure. 
Anyone, anyone else have initial thoughts on unexpected plans before we do our stats? Uh, maybe like same as you, like it's kind of says what it is, right? Oh, there's no aspect to it. So I I guess I maybe thought pre-researching further that it would just kind of be chill, like, oh, right. It's just chilling on its own, but now not really realizing that it's it not being aspected is almost a a bigger deal, but like that gives its own heap of information. So I guess I, I, it was maybe a little more important or interesting or had a little more depth than I thought it was going to have. So I was surprised by looking more into the unaspected planets because they are rare, rarer, but yeah, that's my takeaway. I knew and that's why I suggested the topic. Really? Yeah, because I feel like this topic is one where people all this is like where you'll hear it in conversation. And that's when like someone like Scott will be like, oh, and then she started talking about something being unaspected and I had to tune out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one where I feel like when it comes up, it's like people who aren't interested in astrology like get lost on it but I I knew it was like a yeah important topic that's true I could see that and it is a very it does it's so funny because it is like the thing it's so it's very meta to me of like your response to it is is a representation of the of the thing itself in a lot of ways and that like ignoring it but that makes it more like uh I think just ignoring anything always makes it it has to revolt to get your attention or it has to do something really really big what and sometimes that's that's fantastic and helpful and astounding and other times it's like absolutely destructive chaos uh you know whatever but thinking of how it would like end ending someone's interest in it and then also that feeding the person talking about it to go like why does no one care about this thing this is this important thing in my chart and no one wants to hear me talk about it it's interesting because it is hard to like um well I guess to to say like what an unaspected planet is I think we all know what the aspects are hopefully (laughs) and the planet not making or luminary not making it an aspect Um, But it also usually tends to include minor aspects, which makes it very rare or quite rare. I shouldn't say very. Um, There seems to be some different schools of thought on on which ones count as unaspected. And I think like anything when we're talking about like stelliums or orbs, uh, things like that, where it's like there's arguments to be made for any of them. And I think they all fit the like the meta data on unaspected but I do think the more technical you get the more it is like okay here's really what it technically means and so you do go yeah that is really rare if we're going truly unaspected yeah and also I guess what unaspected tends to mean is that this planet is kind of untethered it's kind of freewheeling it it maybe points to a little more free will or inability to uh, capture the essence or spirit of that planet in the native. So potentially, you know, with your unaspected sun, 
Um, maybe you, you don't feel so tied to your identity, or maybe you don't know what your identity is, or you spend a lot of time thinking about that or trying to figure it out or relying on, you know, maybe since your yours is Sagittarius, it is already kind of freewheeling. Maybe it makes you a little, feel a little bit more like easy to let go of things or harder to let go of things or, you know, whatever, however that shakes out for you. Obviously each planet behaves differently. So the sun being identity, I think is something that we question all the time. I mean, we talk about people having identity crisis and things like that. Um, and not to like place crisis on you in any way, but it could be different very much from someone who has an unaspected Venus. Like maybe they have trouble connecting in relationships or maybe they have trouble defining their values or they have trouble with money that it's each planet could be different. And, and, you know, with something like Venus, it's, if you're like a person that's not good with money, it's like you again, pointing to like the kind of free will thing, maybe you learn how to manage money Mm -hmm. with identity. It's more intangible. So it's hard to say like, when you have developed that, you know, it, it's harder to define, I guess. Well, I think thinking about it in those terms of it being a kind of wild, untethered planet and quickly um, unaspected where where there is no um, dispute is that we are talking about aspects to planets, um, not angles in the chart, not nodes, not asteroids, not anything like that. This unaspected refers to the 10 planets. Uh, we're including luminaries when I say that in that we know the sun and moon are not actually planets, but the 10 planets in your chart is what we are referring to. Obviously you can have things that have aspects to angles and those are incredibly powerful in our personality and things like that too. So even if you have something that is unaspected by planets, it's likely doing something in there and that's going to color it too. But just, you know, whenever we're talking about these things, I think people really like want to find them in their chart. And I want to say clearly again, to Lisa's point about this being a pretty rare thing, Um, We are talking about planets uh, aspecting, um, but thinking about these things being kind of wild and untethered and un, almost like uninvited to the thing. I think there's like always a sense of urgency with an unaspected planet and a desperation because they don't know like when this opportunity is going to come again for these energies to like be present or assert themselves that doesn't mean that that's true but that's like what it probably feels like in the idea of like an unaspected venus being like i don't know when being bad with money in a way where or being erratic with money uh where it's like saving 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 because you're worried you're never going to have money and then spending because you get like you're like i've i've saved long enough it's time for me to indulge myself but you do it in a way that's not um not a teeth way, like thinking of the future, but in a way that's much more, you know, spontaneous, erratic, and desperate. Uh, not in a, I don't mean that in a judgment way. I mean that thinking of it being like, you know, I'm thinking very much like cinematically of movie characters that are like locked away in an attic or something like that, where it's like people that are trying to, that are like desperate to be whatever you have to take any opportunity you can to like get out of that situation. You don't get to choose when it, when it is, you just have to like make a bunch of noise or, you know, wait for your moment to strike. And that feels very much these unaspected planets that are kind of like just waiting for the, the window of opportunity. Yeah. I mean, they're, I liked, it was something I read on, what was it? I think it was, I can't remember my notes are like not clear. So I'm not sure if this was from Astro theme or from Astralo cherry. Do you guys, 
I loved that I had a that Astrolocherry had an entry on this. Did you ever look at Astrolocherry? Like uh, this is like OG. I'm so glad to see that they still have an active website. It's very like Tumblr era of like astrology information. It's like maybe some of like the first memes that are just like black and white. That's like Capricorn, you're a goddess running. Like it's very whimsical and fairy-esque, but Astrolocherry has a very good account. But just talking about them, what she said was a planet isolated because an aspect, it can be like a dragon in the basement. Like you might have no idea, but you have this unusually warm living room floorboards and you're like, ah, so I think there is this, um, it gets room to kind of grow on its own without outside influence from the other planets, right. In that unaspected way. So it's almost like seeing, like, I don't want to say without self-awareness, but it's like, it's like when a kindergartner has that pure tapped in thing into art where it's not overthinking it or judging it too harshly. It feels very pure in a way, but that pureness can create chaos because it's almost doesn't know like how we as social creatures then modify our behavior because of social norms so it's like it just feels very like raw like a person you found on a deserted island that just did their thing and (laughs) had no idea that no one else did these things this way or wore shoes on their feet or whatever whatever it is I think purity is like a great example because think about how it's been like imperialized in so many ways, like towards women or towards like, you know, racial bias and shit like that, where, you know, when, when I think of purity, like I don't think of something really clean anymore, you know, which is kind of what the def, I mean, it is what the definition, like, you know, scientifically, if we're purifying something, it's like taking all of the bad stuff out of your water or whatever, but like, when we think of it in a kind of social justice or social reform sense, it's like, oh no, that's very like icky. It's very gross. And I think that, I don't know, even like I follow a water sommelier on TikTok and he's always going into like grocery stores or gas stations or wherever across the country, CVS, and like telling you which bottle waters to get and which ones not to. And he'll never get the purified water like ever. He always picks it out and goes like, don't, don't drink this. This is nasty. Like don't have that. You want natural spring water, which like, I don't know if I have no idea what his like expertise or what his credentials are. Just listen to him. But I love spring water too. So like, I'm, I'm always interested to find out like, Oh, like I didn't know life water was purified water. I just thought it was, you know, whatever. So I think that purity is such a good example because the reason we have purified water is because like water can kill you if it's bad, right? If it's turned or if it's just dirty. So we do need to be able to do that. Like we've developed the technology as humans to purify it so that we are safe when we're drinking our water. However, it's not like the best water just because it's the most pure. There's ups and downs to having it. Like it is a huge benefit to society at large that we can purify water. It's also like you know, maybe it's not like the most, the easiest, like, or it's also necessary. It's necessary because water is super aspected by the things that we do in our day-to-day life, the things that we put in, uh, in the trash, the things that we burn in the air, the ways that we destroy habitats and all of that kind of stuff aspects our water in the same way that you don't get. I mean, not that it's, I think you're right in saying that it's like, it's not pure because it's, It's not better because it's pure, but also something like water is ideally 
unaspected because that is what you are trying to get is like natural natural water (laughs) yes then there's some people that really want those what is it i'm thinking like essentia like what the added shit too this TikToker hates Essentia. No, just FYI. Hates, what is hates, he? Hates. He How goes to he? the Life Expo on one TikTok. Gosh, now I'm recapping TikToks. Do but it. he's like walking in. He has the <laughs> he has the like front facing camera, and he he turns and he's like, you know, Essentia's in the background. He goes, "This is a health ex- expo. I wonder what they're doing here." Wow, it's that, I really <laughs> I really them. named a hot a hot name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he hates them. Whoa. Um, another thing uh, about these uh, unaspected planets, just a couple of like technical facts again, um, most most impactful in the integration of our personality when it is the personal planets, um, although it is super likely to unlikely to have a uh, unaspected Venus or Mercury because they move so closely with each other and the sun. Um, so those are pretty rare to have. Um, also there seems to be a consensus around the idea that unaspected outer planets are, are a little bit harder for us to diagnose what that means for personal integration. It is really anecdotal, the information that they give about that, because those usually are involved with such broad kind of big social upheavals and things like that. It's harder to pinpoint that in someone's chart. So if you do have say an unaspected Uranus or Neptune or Pluto, um, I think that that's not going to be as much of a thing that we can kind of look to and go like, oh, this explains so much about my, you know, my communication outbursts or whatever, whatever it is, as opposed to a Mercury, a Venus, a moon, where I think, um, because those, when we think of outbursts or, uh, like control. Uh, uncontrolled movements it's kind of hard for us to do uranian uh, or plutonian things unless we are you know obviously like huge people in power who have access to nuclear arms that could be a pluto unaspected for someone something like that you know things like that are interesting but yeah a celebrity politician figure i saw that had unaspected pluto is jfk Mm -hmm. uh which is you know interesting on a few on a few different levels of pluto and death and rebirth and that that's just the the 60s in general being this turning point in many ways so um yeah I think it can be definitely like that power but also like going back to like even just influence right like it's like oh it's that just set like a whole new wavelength and thinking about how many people we thought could potentially be how many jfks are there versus other people who are still influential and have these things but that's the thing that you can't possibly predict or control that this is a person that's going to have that much impact and transformational you know power so i think again it's like that it's how can we i think unaspected planets are a thing that can be really helpful in in making yourself feel whole, so to speak, or like integrating parts of yourself that feel separate. And, um, I don't know how useful the outer planets are in terms of trying to like make yourself feel good. I like, I want this for, I want people to feel, um, good and connected to themselves. And I feel like that's one where it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think with the outer planets, it could be a indicator of how we deal with um sure big events or you know things that happen in the collective 
like I personally am not a person that gets really sad or tied to celebrity deaths like I feel bad like I don't I'm not like hoping for them or anything but it's just when it happens I'm like I never have the urge to tweet like this one really got me or whatever it's just like oh this is a nice time to like revisit the work of a person I never met or whatever it's not really to me it doesn't really impact me though I have friends who get wrecked you know over musicians or actors or directors. And so I think, you know, maybe that would be an indicator of some something like this where it's like, yeah, maybe you deal with like the, the collective pain, that collective loss of like, wow, like this person will never really create music again or whatever, where someone like me is more kind of like, oh, well, you know, like I'll listen to some Tom Petty today, but it's not going to like, I'm probably won't shed a tear kind of person. Mm -hmm. That one did make me sad. Now I'm remembering that Mm -hmm. I slow dance with Wendy on the street and we played it on a phone together. Like we were being like very emo, but is this ego where like you do want to claim what has influenced you? I think that I, even though I, I do feel sad, but it's like, what, which ones make you spark the urge to say, Hey, by the way, this is why I'm like this or what, or whatever. This person this, is important to me. And that says something about me just as much as totally. it does about them. I'm not shading. Cause I think that's what yeah. I am doing also like of like, Hey, this one made me want to pipe up in some way to like stake a claim of this influencer artistry. Or like, I agree, like I agree with them so much beyond. Cause I think there's, I had that same, it was, I, I said, I was not someone that really cared about celebrity deaths. And I remember I was in Spain and my British friend was like, what's the first celebrity death that shook you? And I was like, I don't have like any, like, I remember when Aaliyah died because I was shaving my leg on the couch very early in the morning, like my one broken leg that was, I could reach. And it was like on MTV news very early, but like, I remember, but I wasn't like shook. And I was just like, I don't think I have any. And then the next day, Anthony Bourdain died. And then I was like, oh, I'm like, I told her, I was like, I think I just felt my first, like, I'm really sad and I care. I, I'm glad I'm here with you doing these things. Cause this feels very appropriate for what he probably would want to do. But I don't, been hers was Amy Winehouse, which is totally really like, a total good, good choice. But yeah, no, I think that that, that's interesting. Now I want to, I'm, I want like a poll, an astro poll of like, who, who, feels moved to post in this way. But I like what you're saying. It's like, you're not like not caring. You're so like watching work. If it's, someone that you're into, it's not if it's like I'm not into. sad either. It's yeah. just that I don't, it's you're like, human with feelings. I get but, really sad when it's someone I know, you know, obviously knows. I'm not like making that about me, but like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I always feel like, oh, well, I'm like so far connected from that person. I think other people maybe feel that humanity more where they're mm. like, we're all connected. And like this thing influences like so many things. And you know, I just, that's not normally my like train of thought. And I think that can be, you know, maybe in different ways with unexpected, like outer planets, it could be more, you know, world events or like political things or social reform things that happen. Maybe those hit you in a way, or like, you don't know how to react when, you know, something like the Black Lives Matter protests, like you, maybe someone with an unexpected Uranus doesn't Mm -hmm. know where they want to 
like aim their social reform? Do they want to be out in the streets? Do they want to be, you know, a campaign manager or doing finances or, or going into office? Like maybe when those things happen, if you have a unaspected Uranus, you feel kind of misplaced. Not that you don't care about the thing or want to do it or like, you know, understand what other people are doing, but you just, you don't know where you fit in maybe. I like that. Cause I do think that that is a way I, again, I'm like, I think it's the thing that's going to be hard to plan for um, because that also is like the nature of those planets anyways, is kind of unpredictable or unknowable or, um, you know, dramatic and, <laughs> and like uh, destructive. But I do like that thinking of like, when it, being being aware that there's like an occasion to rise to or something and letting knowing that like if you maybe you don't feel that way um now I'm I'm just thinking of how do you like feel integrated from that and I think that there are there might already have been a thing um that you maybe not as dramatic as you know a huge social unrest movement but maybe there was a like a thing that happened at school that like really touched there was like some injustice that you witnessed that we can like draw on and go I am this kind of person or that because I think that there's something about the unaspected planets being because they are not aspecting anything else in the chart they don't always feel like they are us or that we have control over them or that they they work together that it's again it's this like wild card kind of thing that you don't know if they can be if it can be counted on in your situations. And so I think if you are able to look back and see, even if it is an outer planet, say, when did, when have I been uh, like changed by a social thing happening around me? Maybe, and maybe it's, again, maybe it's not as big uh, or as like market as a, a big world event, but I'm sure there's something, something in there that one can tap into and feel like they are, that this is something that they can take ownership of. I mean, I, mean, I also like Astrologeries tidbit on, back on this unexpected planet post, which will be in the notes. Uh, the best way to, to get good at dealing with unexpected planet is by doing people's horoscopes and simply asking about this factor in their charts, which is like, right. It comes back to like pretty much mm -hmm. all the things in astrology is like maybe see how people do feel or not feel about it, which how did you mention crying, Julia? So like, what about the unaspect sun? Like, what happened? What moved you? What was discovered? If you don't well, mind sharing. I think it's a thing that I've always felt really um, like inadequately, inadequately like identified or something like that, where it's like, it's this like things of ownership and identity and saying that like, that's, that's a me thing. I think that's like a thing that I've always attributed to all of these other things in my chart, but didn't think of it as being like, no, it's like your son. And I think because I have so much other Sagittarius stuff in there, I've always been like, yeah, well, I'm a Sag, I'm a this, but like those things of just really, um, I don't know. I also, it also is like a thing that I think I'm still going to be thinking about for a while too, but just thinking of that son being not part of everything else. Or I mean, and I know that that's not actually what it is, but just thinking of myself in that way was like a really, um, I felt very tender towards myself thinking of that, like this thing that's been trying, kind of trying to like be like, Hey, um, and everyone just keeps, and it keeps being like, Hey, it's fine. We'll talk later. And I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, son. I got you, son. 
whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, but then being like, oh my God, I've never really thought about my son. How does this phrase grab you? I'm doing me. Yay or nay? (laughs) Nay, I mean, yeah, I think it's so funny because that it like, I want everyone to do them. I like want that for other people, but I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not doing me. Like, no. I'll, do no. you boo, but yeah. I'm doing me. Not me. <laughs> I'm gonna do you. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do you too. Thanks. <laughs> the Llewellyn.com article about unaspected planets um, does break down every planet unaspected in case you want a little blurb um and then there is a few celebrity examples at the bottom and the sun one is vincent van gogh so you're in good company and the uranus one is thomas edison which i think is like the most obvious example because it's like literally lightning like electricity and you know what i mean where it's like oh you like maybe too, ob- too obvious like but i mean and also like in whatever way and then you like you know change the course of history yeah absolutely so, changed every single person's life irrevocably will never and, be like, the same invention and, and innovation and like literal electricity so um you know just it's it's interesting to think of that like if you are hearing the way we're talking about this because i know we're kind of taking a like maybe like a little harsher bent on it. It doesn't mean that you're not going to achieve great things. It doesn't mean that any of that kind of stuff. No, not at all. And I think that's another thing too, where it is like a, uh, the same way. What else were we talking about that? It was like this. It made me think of kind of like quincunx energy where it's like this thing that feels kind of that it's like a secret, a superpower too. at that. The same thing of like dragon in the basements. It's like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden now you have a dragon. You have to like respect it. Thinking of like those movies. And those are like, again, this makes so much sense. I love like these kinds of movies too, where it's like you get a, it makes me think of horseback riding too, of being like, Hey, you just got to let this thing be cool with this thing. Letting you like ride around for a while. You're not in control, nothing. And you just got to do what you can to make sure it like goes but you don't try to stop it you don't try to control it or or you know make it to a thing and i think that all these unexpected planets are superpowers too they just have to be Mm. kind of like respected as these things that are maybe not as like don't know the rules the same way that that your other planets do because they haven't been working together it also made me think of like all of these people having um like secret secret family people and people finding out that they're trying to like integrate into people that they want to connect with because they know they have this thing, but they don't share any of the same kind of like experiences yet and how you do those things. Yeah. It just made me think so much. And I mean, and no shade to those listening because most of you won't have this too. Like it is very like, yeah, it's, it's (laughs) rare, which I think is a cool thing to think. So even though, yeah, some things might feel like it's like, you know, a lost boat at sea or whatever. It's also like a very, a very unique talent and gift, which I think is now that maybe if you start noticing it or just remembering like, oh, right, this planet is doing, it's doing its own thing. It is not, it doesn't give a shit. It's not like my moon squaring Mars where like they care about each other. Like they don't, it's like the, you don't even exist to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) sort of thing, which is 
which is fascinating. I think that same list, Lisa, did it have the uh, the moon for Steve Jobs? Yeah. I don't know. I, I remember think, seeing I that one. I was like, link, of course. But maybe. I think the Llewellyn article was very similar to the Astro theme article or like was. There was something. Maybe it was, a, it. maybe it was a reshare or something. Um, but I did see that Steve Jobs one for the moon as well. Um, mm-hmm. Which is Harry's moon too, which is very him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one has Van Gogh, Janis Joplin, and Thomas Edison. Yeah, cool. I for mean, the for their own for not for the moon for like the other different for each. For, yeah, for Janis Joplin was Jupiter, and, and yeah, Edison and, was Uranus. And, and this is the kind of thing too. Like Lisa said, in in most of these articles, they will go through planet by planet, and I think that it it again because this is a super rare thing that. Uh, most people are not going to have not to say that that's not a reason because there will be there too but it is i think it is more the the general idea of the unaspected planet because it does feel like a very classically to go back to the very beginning of this of saying when someone kind of checks out because of this topic it is that thing where it goes like well it's either really great or really bad <laughs> like yeah. the thing that people hate when you talk about astrology it's like it either really amps it up and makes it the most powerful version of it possible or it means that like you will not ever get this thing or it it's a pimple work. on your back we don't know but yeah. you'll find out soon I, I did think it was interesting though this is just maybe bonus content for anyone that has an unaspected mercury because i guess it's super rare because of how fast mercury is moving it's pretty much always going to be near one at least near venus or your your you know your son or something like it's 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 typically lurking nearby um which i thought was just like thinking of an untethered mercury is is wild of just some phrase i think as i was like hi like a hyperactive mind just like just unfiltered back to the pure unfiltered mercury whatever comes up comes up not that that's a diagnosis but uh let us know if you relate if or if you have it because it seems pretty rare thinking about that being someone who could all of a sudden write a like masterpiece book and then never write something again is very like unaspected mercury or like can't be they are not like tweeting all of the time this is someone who can like has to go 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 or like I'm th- it made me think of like a frank zappa or something like that too of like just having all of these this kind of like output that either has to be really um like off the grid so it could it's not judged in that same way and then and then like the genius work appears or someone that does almost no work and then just like kind of puts it all out in this thing and then it's like all right that was that was it I think very psychic like Mm -hmm. to me I see you know you're giving messages and maybe unconsensual kind of psychic person who's like you know telling people stuff they don't need they didn't ask to know and that kind of thing uh, but 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 correct, I think, you know, with that with that Mercury being the messenger, um, I think of unaspected as like, well, at work, you know, I'm I make drinks all day and I have this regular and I made him a margarita and then. Um, you know, we had to, I, I don't know, we had this like thing at work where we had to do like a a pouring counting free pouring like contest and we were all really bad at it so I've tried to be better about measuring my drinks because like clearly I'm not very good at free pouring so I had made one and then I got busy so like I free poured the second one and he was he 
drank it and he was like oh what'd you do different he's like this is the best margarita and I just started laughing because I'm like oh well I did the thing I'm not supposed to do which is you know I didn't measure and he's like never measure again you know where it's like that to me is like that unaspected thing where it's like sometimes when you have the like when you're going on instinct things just fire off on all cylinders I'm not saying you know live your life on on red lights that way or whatever but certain things in life when when there is the opportunity to be a little creative or when we have the space to kind of uh do it our way this time like even if you don't have unaspected planets that isn't always a bad thing to follow yeah yes well now i'm just like absolutely it's interesting thinking of these as in the planets as like ingredients in you know, these sextiles and trines are like a nice blend where maybe these squares and oppositions are like, you know, comparing like a really salty to a sweet, but you still notice it. Like it's asking these other planets to be noticing and, and, and considering each other in whatever decisions or food or a dish it ends up being. But then there's the rogue ingredient just that you want to eat all on its own (laughs) and not even put in, in the thing. Oh, just or garnish. It's cool. More garnish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. The thing that's just Looks there that like makes, makes the you, dish. you, but it's not and, necessarily yeah. like it's yeah, just a sprig but, of parsley. It's not necessarily all of you. And I also think that sometimes those things are a like uh thinking of them as also like if you do have unaspected planets I think of being it having it like not judge because you still are a like whole person now like that dish is whole without the garnish too the garnish makes it you know this when we're like presenting it but also it was still going to taste good you still have all of these other things that are supporting and creating and and working together and uh you know not that the unaspected planet isn't in there too but just thinking of like that's just a thing that you're the garnish wasn't essential to the dish. We put it on there and we loved how it was and we sent it out, but it's not like, where's the, with the gar? don't get caught up in that. Like the garnish is gone. This thing is ruined. No one will ever eat this and whatever. It still is like the same. I'm imagining that like mint on, on the top of a, a piece of cake. Cause I'm a sweet. Yeah, I mean, person, it's not, but- we don't go, Oh, fuck it. Don't consider this thing at all, but it's just doing me doing it. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting. And it, I think it helps to bring as much consciousness to those things. If you do have anything on aspect of thinking about the moon of it being a thing where you can have really powerful emotions that can be really uh, beneficial or useful to you, but also of, of knowing like, don't take advantage of those things or whatever, whatever it is too. And I think the more consciousness you can bring to that, like, aspected or not just thinking about all of those things as things that we are are trying to bring as much awareness to and as much um respect and uh intention with the way that we treat ourselves and treat other people i think that's that's the lesson for all of these things is to like see it as a thing as see it them all as things that are part of us and and working together even if they aren't literally yeah. aspected Get out there and stink. Hell yeah. Well, tell us yeah. how you smell. What's in your the smell? Comments. 
What's that smell? Okay. Uh, we love you. Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.